All right, News Roundup, Information Overload Hour, 800-941-SEAN. Our number will get to your calls, I promise, coming up this hour. Um, so USA Today yesterday comes out with a poll. Biden's approval again in the 30s, in this case, 38 percent. Now, Kamala Harris is even lower. She comes in at 28 percent. I mean, you really can't have numbers this bad unless you're really screwing up. Now, as I've been pointing out so often, there's not a single policy of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris that I can point to where they have been successful and they've just now doubled down on their new green deal socialism you know joe biden i don't know i don't know what's worse as we were discussing earlier the fact that peter ducey asks him about his own department of justice policy to pay out four hundred and fifty thousand dollars to illegal immigrants if in fact there was family separation in the course of them breaking our laws not respecting our borders and sovereignty uh, or the fact that he said it's garbage, uh, that's not going to happen, and now he's vigorously defending it, because I guess somebody told him that's what the bill is. Uh, anyway, 64% of registered voters want to dump Biden, period. Um, and you have a flood of House Democrats considering retirement after last week's election debacle. Uh, here to take a look at where we are at this this snapshot of where the Biden presidency is one year out of the midterms. We have John McLaughlin, co-founder, McLaughlin Associates. Matt Towery is the a pollster insider advantage. Robert Cahaley is with the Trafalgar Group, uh, three of the best pollsters by far in the country. Welcome all of you back to the program. Thank you. Look, it's a, it's a year here. out, but as I've been saying, Matt Towery, we'll start with you. There's not a single thing I can point to, and I'm trying to be objective here. There's not a single thing policy that I can point to that Biden has supported that has benefited anybody. No, I mean, it's been a complete debacle. And what's interesting, Sean, is that, you know, for years, the, the, the polling numbers you would see for approval ratings, other than maybe Gallup, I felt like the collection data collection system and the way they weighted them always endured to the benefit of the Democrat. So who knows how low this really is? Um, what I know is you can't get much lower as a Democrat with, with the pollsters we have out there. He, he just is. And as you said, he's doubling down on things. It doesn't make sense that you would double down on bad policies when you're dropping like a rock. But he's doing that. You know, I, Robert, if you look at, for example, the disaster that is Afghanistan, uh, most Americans now are becoming more and more aware that even though he inherited three vaccines and monoclonal antibodies as a therapeutic for COVID, we have more people in America that died this year than died in 2020. And that's pretty much the, the entire campaign he ran on from his basement bunker in 2020. Then you look at, for example, you know, Jennifer Granholm laughing hysterically because Oh, you know, what are you going to do to solve the price of, of gasoline and energy, the lifeblood of our economy? Aha. Uh, she blames the cartels and blames OPEC. They've been begging OPEC. OPEC keeps rejecting them. And all Joe really needs to do is make a phone call to Texas, Alaska, North Dakota and Oklahoma. And we can go right back to the Trump policies that were working. Then you can add inflation and the impact that energy prices are having on every single thing that we buy. It's, you know, 30 bucks more to fill up your car. It's, you know, a thousand more dollars to heat your home in the wintertime. Um, and then you look at the disaster at the border, including paying illegal immigrants $450,000, which he's now passionately defending. 
Well, Robert, it, it, you know, your first question was, uh, did you ask if, how many, who was happy? Well, I can tell you who's happy. There's a few environmentalists that are happy, and there are a few people out there who don't really want to work and like getting paid to stay home that are happy. But uh, none of these things represent the vast swath of Americans and how they feel about any of these issues. Your take, John McLaughlin. By the way, I think you're going to see real panic on the Democrat side because they got to send a message on Tuesday that, I mean, Matt and, and Robert are great pollsters. Their polls are the most accurate that I've seen. But let me tell you, those of us who engage in the campaign politics, we looked at the disapproval of Biden and said every vote we can get exists there. And there wasn't just wins in Virginia where Biden had a 56 disapproval in in to blue New York, the New York State Conservative Party had a huge win across the state where their chairman, Jerry Kassar, and Alan Roth on their executive committee, they went after Proposition 1, which would count illegals uh, in redistricting, Prop 3, which would be same-day registration in a state where there's no voter ID, and, and the fourth thing they went after was no, absentee, no excuse absentees that would have ballot harvesting. We won those three props with a no vote 60-40 in New York State. And then in Nassau County that you're very familiar with, the voters gave us uh, a Republican DA because the Democrat had helped write cashless bail, and they gave us a, 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 ca- a county executive in Bruce Blakeman because seven out of ten voters thought reassessment had raised their taxes. So you're seeing the path to Republican wins for 2022 exists in Biden's disapproval rating. And every Republican strategist knows it, and every Democrat strategist knows it, and you're going to see the Democrats got a problem. Because if they keep making them do crazy things, Republicans will keep winning elections. Now, the three of you have this in common. All three of you predicted 2016. And all three of you were dead on accurate about 2020. And all three of you were right about the Georgia Senate runoffs. And all three of you were right about the Virginia's. Uh, the Virginia governor's race, and you got awfully close, uh, Robert Cahaley in particular. Matt, I don't think you polled New Jersey uh, in terms of you saw this late break towards the Republican in that race against uh, Governor Murphy, who nearly lost. So uh, I noticed that on Real Clear Politics, both Robert and, and Matt put together an analysis of the Republican Party and what it means post-Virginia, post-New Jersey, Matt, I'll throw it to you first. Well, one thing it means, and, and Robert and I both saw this, and I know that John's seeing it as well. There's this silly notion being floated by these establishment Republicans that, oh, you don't need Donald Trump anymore to win a race. You, you, you run on the issues and, and don't, don't involve Trump because, after all, he's just a, he's a necessary evil when you need him. That is idiotic. And Robert and I wrote about that today to refute it because we keep hearing this from these so-called experts. Trump is needed. He's the reason that base turned out in the first place. And those issues that they say are so important, they're all the issues that Donald Trump addressed that no one in the Republican Party would until he was elected. So we we find that to be the most amazing thing. In Virginia, yes, Youngkin did not have Trump come in and campaign for him, but Trump was very much a part of that race. As a matter of fact, there were endless ads. You showed them on your TV show where they kept saying Trump, 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 Trump over and over and over again. But yet it seems like that didn't hurt Youngkin a bit. He won by two points, the two points that we had polled as, as the winning margin. So that's what Listen, I, I'm in that group, too. I said it would be a two point race. We all turned out to be right. And 
um, I just follow you guys, and then my my odds go up dramatically. Um, Robert, why don't you add to that, and then we'll get John's take on it. Well, the main thing that we notice is, you know, you're watching the Democrat Party you know, eat itself and fall in on itself. And this is something we cannot fall victim to, whether we like it or not. Uh, and, there, and there are a lot of Republicans who don't. But the modern Republican Party is, is not the George H.W. Bush Party. It's the George H.W. Bush Party plus a lot of the Ross Perot v- voters. And those blue-collar, uh, regular folks uh, are a key part to this coalition. And, you know, Trump kind of brought the, a party where, the, you know, the guy who plays golf three times a week and, and the lady who works at a restaurant as a waitress can, can vote for the same candidate. And, you know, we, we have to have this coalition to win. And so running people off, uh, and trying to demonize people and suggesting that we don't we don't need our full coalition and, and alienating the president the president's supporters and not a good way to win elections. We learned that in the 2020 uh, 2021 runoff in Georgia, and we went into that in great depth in, in the column and how they they blew the campaign on that one. But uh, I think it's a very important message. This party's got to stay united, and that means all aspects. John, what's your take on it? Well, the ones who are spinning that they should walk away from Trump are the same ones who blew the 2012 race for Romney. And it's, and I, you know, I got to deal with these people in campaigns. And in Virginia, when you look at the facts, 46% of all voters said that they had voted for Trump in 2020. Guess what? The Biden voters were 46% in that turnout. It's, so the Trump voters came out and the, and the numbers on the rural vote where the Trump voters live was higher. So Trump, like you said, all the attacks on Trump backfired and the base came out and the Trump voters were there. And if the Republicans want to guarantee losing future elections, just walk away from Donald Trump because Trump's base delivered. They reacted on uh, when they got attacked and they're they're ready to win more elections in 2022. And I can hardly wait for the primary so we can get the rhinos out of the party. All right, quick break. More of our pollsters, Matt Towery and Robert Cahaley and John McLaughlin on the other side. And we continue now with our pollsters. Then we'll get to your calls, 800-941-SEAN. But we continue with Robert Cahaley, Matt Towery and John McLaughlin. I mean, the agenda is set, in my view, and that's the Trump agenda. And that is, okay. we believe in liberty, freedom, capitalism, our Constitution, less bureaucracy, Donald Trump, check, lower taxes, check. Uh, we want safe and secure borders, check. Uh, energy independence, he achieved that for the first time in 75 years, check. Constitutionalists on the bench, check. Uh, free and fair trade, check. Uh, law and order, check. Uh, choice in school, they didn't get it done, but they definitely are pushing for it. They're the party of choice in school. And, and of course, abroad, it's peace through strength, and I don't see any fear of Joe Biden uh, with any of our our enemies so the agenda is the agenda what do all three of you say to yeah it's the trump agenda but maybe if donald trump wouldn't be as combative as he is matt well you know my opinion i think that's that's uh, misguided uh for them to say that i mean trump is what he is he delivers his message well um would we all change maybe little bits and pieces of the way he does it yes but you're not going to change donald trump and in the end, you get a messenger who they follow, people listen to. And I, I'll tell you, Sean, very quickly, the fact that the Republicans in Ohio are trying, the Republicans are trying to write Jim Jordan out of his seat tells you that we still have a lot of people out there who just don't get it. 
And the Republicans need to all wise up because there's a great chance to take. No, I I think there's this effort among establishment people to purge Trump from the party. Now, what a a lot of the combativeness. Remember, I've never seen any one president in my lifetime by a long shot under fire, lied about for three solid years. This this whole hoax, Russia collusion, BS narrative that, that took three years of his presidency away. Absolutely. No doubt about it. It was a complete waste of time. Total and complete waste of time. And no right, Robert, what's your take on all this? That, that's exactly right. And what, what, it, it, Trump, what Trump represents is he represents a, a kind of a return to the, you know, the, the kitchen table politics. The, 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 there are those who want to abandon that. You know, the, the, like you know, McLaughlin was talking about the, uh, the Romney race. I mean, literally, Romney was the guy who shipped jobs overseas, and he was the Republican nominee, for God's sake. I mean, this is exactly how far this party has come. And so we now have a party that is, that is standing up for life, standing up for the Second Amendment, standing up for jobs in America. And there are a lot of Republicans who would just as soon back, go back to a party that stood up for none of those and get rid of these issues that make them uncomfortable because they're willing to be just a little less liberal than the Democrat Party. And that's not where the public is. Well, I think that the desire to purge by the establishment, it's no longer the establishment's party. John McLaughlin, they're not going to win. And after watching Joe Biden fail so spectacularly in such a short period of time, um, I'll take mean tweets and energy independence and secure borders and lower taxes and a better economy and the world respecting us, which they obviously don't respect Joe Biden uh, and especially hostile regimes. Absolutely, because uh, this is the party, the heartland of America, and the party of working Americans. And basically what you're looking at is the liberals, they're not liberals, I mean, they're big government socialists. I mean, it's it's amazing how, I mean, in our work for Newt Gingrich, they support American capitalism, 76% over 24% supporting big government socialism. And when you look at this, you're saying uh, working Americans want to work, they don't believe in what uh, Biden and the Democrats are selling us. And we should we should keep that base together because the country club will lose the election because the Trump base is rock solid on fire. He would win a primary 81 to 15, you know, support or oppose if he got into it. And in the meantime, when you look at the, what the Democrats are doing or the Republicans, the country club Republicans, you know, they'd rather control their country club. It's like it's it's like. All right. Last exit question. Yeah. Predictions. John McLaughlin. Will Donald Trump run in 2024? They keep attacking him? You betcha. <laughs> I hope they Robert, keep Robert Cahaley, will he run? Just like John said, it kind of reminds me of Obama attacking him at that dinner. Yeah, they keep begging him on, and he's, he's going to slap back hard. Matt Towery, will he run? And if yes, would he win? Yes, because he's the only one who can pull that base out at those massive numbers he did last time. It'll be fascinating, and we can hopefully get the country back on the right track, which is the most important. Uh, thank you, Robert Cahaley, Matt Towery, John McLaughlin. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. You want to be a part of the program? Your calls are coming up next. 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SHAWN. You want to be a part of the program? Gail is in the great state of Indiana. Hey, Gail, how are you? Glad you called. Hi, Sean. It's great to talk to you. Pleasure um, is I just all want mine. to say mean treats save lives. Mean tweets mean- save lives. Oh, well, I'll take mean tweets and a competent president that knows uh, how to get things done any day. Yes, I would. 
<laughs> hey, I just wanted to call you. I'm a nurse from Indiana, mm-hmm. and I um, have been a nurse for uh, over three decades, and I had COVID in 20, uh, May of 20, and I also lost my job um, that very day that I got COVID. So I just... Uh, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you, get, you get... Why did you get fired? Did you get fired? No, I didn't get fired. I was a nurse consultant, um, and so I stayed on with the, the consulting group that I was... Or with the organization that I was working with to help them get their um, system up. I was doing um, informatics consulting until they got their COVID documentation up and running for the hospital and the clinics. And then, of course, you know, when you're closing... Uh, service lines, you're not going to keep a high-paid consultant. So I was uh, let go um, because of because of that. Well, that's so, like a double whammy. Oh, you got you got COVID. And by the way, here's your pink slip. Have a good have a good couple of weeks. It was a double whammy. Yes. Um, so um, you had met, mentioned uh, last um I think it was early last week or midweek that nurses and other um, service industries get pensions. Um, we, we in this great state of Indiana, do we are non-unionized, so we do not get pensions. So our 35 years that we work at the bedside and bake, break our backs. And, and, do you get any uh, 401k match? Do you get any type of... Um, some, you know, uh, varies depending on the organization that you work for and has changed over the course of the years that I've worked as, as a nurse in the different organizations that I've worked for um, yeah. in the state. Well, all my sisters at one point in their life have been nurses and, and they've all moved on to other things for varying reasons uh, and other careers. But um, I, look, I guess it's a state by state thing. It's a hospital by hospital thing. And I know that Look, some places offer better benefits than others. That's what it comes down to. And I'm just worried about people that... What's that? What I see is they're unionized. The unionized groups like New York nurses are unionized, California, um, just because I've been a consultant across the United States as well as the, you know, uh, internationally, um, Michigan, um, California, Michigan. Uh, I'm, I'm not against unions. I'm against unions that will take rank and file dollars and spend them on one political party over another. I'm against unions. Um, I, I think you should have a choice whether you want to join the union or not. And I know unions don't like that. Um, I, I do believe that if if some hospitals don't want unions, they should have. I, I believe in right to work states, for example, and which Democrats want to give back to the unions because the unions donate so much money to their political campaigns. They've, they've got an unholy alliance with them um, there. But regardless, if people are willing to give up their salary, whatever benefits they do have, and maybe a 401k match, whatever it happens to be, maybe a pension. Uh, the idea that the, the very people that worked in the worst moments of COVID in COVID Petri dishes and dove on, COVID grenades, as I say, every day. Many of them got COVID as a result, like you. And now we're going to just say thanks, but no thanks. You you either do what we say. There's there's no, there'll be no accommodation whatsoever. Number one, it seems unscientific to me. And number two, it seems like a slap in the face. It is very unscientific. In fact, I had my physical last week. 
um, and I point blank asked the provider, my provider I've known since he was an intern. We worked together. Um, I was a new nurse and he was a resident at the VA and I point blank asked him and he could not meet me in the eye about, I said, look, I have immunity. I've been donating convalescent plasma since I got it. Um, I still have high immunity. Why do I have to take a vaccination? I don't take chicken pox. You wouldn't give me a chicken pox vaccination. Um, if you draw tighter on me and I have antibodies. So what's the difference? I don't understand. And he gave me some weak um, statistic of um, sudden cardiac death that they have in, you know, in, in athletic athletes that, you know, they drop dead on the field or whatever. It's like one in 40,000, one to 80,000. And that's for the statistics for the NIH. Um, And he, he, equated that with COVID. And I said, that's like apples and oranges. You can't even compare the two of those as far as the testing. So like if you tested all your athletes and gave them echoes well, and checked I'm, their heart. I'm just, I'm, I want to see when this study at Israel gets peer-reviewed. We've referred to it often because the, the early indications were, and this is a very big study, nearly 800,000 people. And what they, the original results are showing is especially as it relates to the Delta variant in particular, is that people that had natural immunity were 27 times less vulnerable than people that just had the vaccine. Um, now it's got to be peer reviewed. I want to. There's got to be some follow up. Uh, but the early data is, you know, it's very strong. And we kept getting lectured about following the science. I'm a believer in science, and I believe in the science of vaccination even. But I'm also a believer in, you know, natural immunity, T-cell immunity. We've had enough doctors on. And at the end of the day, too, I believe in freedom, medical privacy, and doctor-patient confidentiality. Nobody seems to want to talk about any of these other issues besides us. So there's there's a lot of issues at play here, and I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah, they've been shoving HIPAA violations down us our throats since 1995 as as healthcare providers, and now we have to freely say what our our beliefs are. Which I believe in medical privacy. Don't get me wrong. Um, I that's part of my. But what? But why can't they find a way? Whether it's a religious exemption or maybe a rare health condition exemption. Or maybe because, because, because they don't, people just naturally don't want to get the, the vaccine for whatever reason. Um, or those that have natural immunity and they feel protected with natural immunity. Uh, again, I, I'm waiting for the full science to come in out of Israel on this, which they're working on as we speak. You know, why couldn't they find an accommodation? It would seem to me that you can balance safety in the workplace and the ability of somebody to have a different point of view on this. And, and this is what Joe even mentioned in his vaccine mandate speech, that companies with 100 or more people, that would, people would have to show that there's what their status is, or they would have to agree to be tested. Now, the good part about the testing, as intrusive as that is, at least the only thing they're putting in your body is a, is a Q-tip in your nose and circling it three or four times, right? Um, for those people... What's that? That's, there's, there's chemicals on the end of that Q-tip, ethylene oxide on the end of that Q-tip that go in there, that that mix. Listen, with is, the, is, I'm not saying this is the ideal thing. Here's my fear. No. 
I don't want I don't want nurses and teachers and cops and firemen and our military people to lose their salary, their pensions, their benefits. Yeah. Right. So I'm trying right. I'm trying to thread a needle to satisfy both sides here. It's not the ideal answer. I would agree with you. It's not. But I, I don't I want to at least give people an option rather than you're fired. Exactly. Well, there's now over 17 studies that uh, 17 or 18 studies now uh, that and I'm following it closely because I'm one of those people that will not get a vaccine. I still have 10 and a half times the amount of antibodies in my system, 18 and greater than 18 months out. There's no need in my medical mind in 35 years of nursing that I need to get that until somebody proves me wrong or can tell me the rationale behind it. I just won't do it. I'm actually very fortunate. So you're you're 18 months out of having COVID and you still have a high level of antibodies and that is separate and apart from T cell antibodies, correct? Yes, you don't measure your T cells, um, but you also have B cells, which live in your bones. So T cells are your fighter cells that come out. Like if you get, if I get exposed, I, I'm currently working in a COVID infusion center, so monoclonal antibody center. Um, so that, thank goodness, they're finally allowing that to happen. Um, but anybody I that I know that tests positive, and a lot, but you'd be shocked how many people call me because they know I'm dealing with this every day. I don't play doctor on radio. I don't play it on TV. <laughs> I immediately tell them to, to talk to their doctor. And the first thing that I'm saying is call your doctor immediately and ask your doctor about monoclonal antibodies. And most people will say this to me. What do you call that again? And then I'll say, well, one brand is Regeneron mono. And I spell it out clonal antibodies. And I will spell it out for them because they might have heard me say it, but it's not. It, it it's hardly ever talked about on television or radio, and it has shown amazing success. Now, I have friends that were unvaccinated, older, comorbidities, tested positive, 176, one is uh, 68, and they did fine within 24 hours. They got the infusion. I have a friend that lives nearby me, and he had a breakthrough case. He was fully vaccinated. And he got it within 24 hours, and he had the best week of his life fishing as he sent his family down to Florida. Well, he got the Delta variant. So I just, I'm not telling people what to do. I'm saying, ask your doctor about it and see what your doctor says about it. Because I'm just, to be very honest, I'm not qualified to give medical advice. I didn't go to medical school. You know more about medicine than I do as a nurse. <laughs> Well, I hope so, but um, the thing of it is, is that there are therapeutics out there, and I don't know from from the time I got it in May of 20, there were therapeutics, and when I called my provider saying, hey, I have 102, on day eight, I had 102, and I said, I need help, and I said, give me some hydroxychloroquine. I gave it in the 80s. I'm, I'm not afraid to take medic old medication. We use medications that are, aren't for... Um, the intended use all the time. My, I, the, Listen, there, there are know? there are Harvard Medical School trained doctors. There are Absolutely. Yale Medical School trained doctors that yeah. believe in so, that protocol. Almost right. all of them, though, agree first monoclonal antibodies, then HCQ. And there is a human version to the, quote, horse dewormer. Um, although Merck, the producer, uh, the manufacturer, does not think it is an appropriate crossover use. That's what they've said. People have got to talk to their own doctors. I'm not qualified to tell them.
from some some providers, but you have to go to a compounding pharmacy to get it, and only a few doctors will give it. Um, but and more and more hospitals are doing the infusion, like the, at the place yeah. that you're working. But there's so many people that don't know it. I mean, when they they come in my chair and I'm treating them and I'm starting their IV and I'm talking to them and I'm saying, how did you find out about it? We didn't know anything about this. I put it on social media the other day, well, a few weeks back. I said, if you have COVID, call me. There's therapies that I can help you with. Um, because I started donating my own plasma back in the day, the convalescent plasma, which mm-hmm. now I can still give because I haven't had the vaccine. If you get the vaccine, you cannot give it. It's by that's according to the American Red Cross. Listen, I'm just going to emphasize what I've been telling people. Take it seriously. I have seen the worst of this. Do your research. And I'm not talking about putting on a lab coat and opening up your own virology lab. I'm talking about read the research, learn the difference between what an mRNA vaccine is versus the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Uh, Then, of course, you need to look at your unique medical history, your current medical condition. And the most important part of the equation is you need to talk to your doctor, doctors and medical professionals you trust. Don't listen to people on the radio or TV. They're not doctors. They didn't go to medical school and then make the right decision for you and your family. That is that I'm, I've seen the worst of this, Gail. I've, I know people that have died and I'm I'm trying to be as responsible as I can be because I care about my audience and it is amazing the lack of information that has been out there that is, I think is important to know as part of an education. Whether you hear people you agree with or disagree with, have this ongoing conversation with your medical professionals. Uh, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern. Please set your DVR. You're not going to want to miss tonight's show. James O'Keefe Project Veritas. His offices and home raided by the FBI in relation to uh, Joe Biden's daughter's diary. Uh, Kaylee McEnany, uh, Mike Huckabee tonight, Clay Travis, Kellyanne Conway, Rick Perry, and Leo 2.0 Terrell. Set your DBR, 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox. Thanks for being with us. You make this show possible. We never forget it. We can't thank you enough. See you tonight.